Hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Hey, well, uh, welcome to DPC. Uh, we're, we're so glad that you're here, that, that you've taken time to come worship with us and, and spend some time in God's Word. And um, I'm very excited tonight to get to share with you really kind of what happened to me in the last I don't know, like week and a half. And most of you who have been here, you know that uh, for the past few weeks, maybe months, we've been in, feels like a long time, we've been in the Book of Romans for a long time. Um, and, and we've been exploring the exchange life, right? And, and we read through the Book of Romans and we've learned so many incredible things, right? About our union with Christ and the exchange life. And we learned about how our union with Christ has made us dead to sin and alive to God, and, and, and now we can, like, glorify him. And we've learned about the law, how it relates to us. We've, we've learned about a lot of, like, really cool, life-changing, impactful things, right? And so uh, this week, obviously, uh, I was scheduled to speak. And um, as I sat down to read which scriptures I was going to get to preach from, um, if I can be candid with you, I got a little bummed out. <laughs> and I don't know if that's kind of messed up to say, but uh, the scriptures I read kind of threw me off. And, and I'll show you, show you why. But like we were rolling, right? Going through Romans, all this cool, amazing things. And then we get to chapter 17, or 7, sorry, verses 14 through 20. And it was kind of like, yikes. <laughs> like my man Paul is going through it, <laughs> right? And, and it kind of threw me off because I'm like, man, we were, we were rolling. And then now I get up, and, and Paul's going through a hard time, and I'm like, man, okay, these are my scripture. Um, God, you're going to have to take this one, and, which is really my point of telling you all this. Um, I just wanted to brag on God because he's so faithful. Amen. And he took this scripture for me, which kind of threw me off at first and helped me to understand it in a new light, in a new way. And, and he, he turned it into some of the most real and encouraging and powerful verses in the Bible to me. And it was amazing. So I say that to say, man, when, when we approach the word of God, let's do so with an open mind and an open heart, right? Like, let, let's see what he wants to show us out of this. And so often I know myself, I, I know the things that like make me happy and encourage me. And, and I'll go to those verses that at the end of a long day, like the ones you go to, you know what I'm saying? Um, at first, these were not those verses for me, but they became that because God showed me what they really mean, um, and, and, and he, he just gave me the right perspective on it because it wasn't like the Bible that was messed up, right? It was me and my perspective and my understanding of the Scripture. So I, I just say that to say, man, when you approach the Word of God, do so with an open mind and open heart and uh, let him show you what he wants to show you through it because it's, it's crazy. It's crazy when he does. Um, but with that being said, um, tonight we are going to be in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 14, and, and I'm going to read them for us. Uh, and, and this is Paul. He says this, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing I do not understand, for what I am not practicing, what I would like to do, but I am not doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present within me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good I want, I do not do, 
but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. Told y'all, it's encouraging. It's good stuff right there. <laughs> I promise it is, and, and, and I hope that we can get there tonight. Uh, this message is titled, Can't Stay There. Can't Stay There. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you for all of your goodness and all of your kindness. Thank you for your son, Jesus, what God he has done for us, how much he means to us, Father. He has saved us, and, and that's something we could never earn. That's something we could never deserve, God, but that's who you are. You freely give, and you love to do it. God, I, I want to pray for the next few moments as, as we're here and we spend some time in your word. God, teach us tonight what you want us to know. Father, fill this room with your spirit and have all of our attention. May we not miss what you have for us tonight, God. I ask that you give us just peace and rest, God, a clear mind and a clear heart to receive your word. God, I pray for myself as I know that I cannot do this without you and I am not going to try so, God, I ask that you help me to abide and you help me to remain right here in your word and in your spirit. And, God, I just ask that every word that comes from my mouth tonight is of you because you know what we need to hear and you know what will draw us to yourself. And, God, we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, as we just saw in Romans chapter 7, 14 through 20, our man Paul is, is really going through it. Right. And this is some scripture in the Bible that when you read it, you got to read it with some emotion and some passion. And, and, and you got to read it feeling what Paul is feeling. Right. Like, like he's going through it. He's he's struggling and, and he's hurting. And, and I, when, when I read that, I, I can see it come out clear on the page that, that my man was in the thick of it. And, and you see, because of that, we, we must read those verses with emotion and, and, and with passion. And to be honest, if you're in here and you're a follower of Christ and you've been a follower of Christ for more than five minutes, like that shouldn't be too hard for you, right? Because what these, really what these verses are, they're, they're a look into Paul's soul. Like these are the words of a very troubled man. And they are words that us as Christians, we can relate to because we've been there before. Like Paul right here, the, the state of his soul has often been the state of our own. And the feelings that he's feeling here have often been the feelings that, that we have had. Where there's this, there's this something going on inside of us. There's, there's, this, there's this battle going on, really. And we get to see that in our man, Paul, in these verses. And, and, and what's going on with Paul here, you see, is, is a battle. And is this tension. And it's a battle between the flesh the sinful nature that, that is in, within Paul, that dwells within Paul. And this sinful nature is trying to get Paul to do all the things that would please himself, all the things that would please the desires of the flesh. And, and it's in this, this battle and this struggle with the spirit, right? With the spirit that's, that's trying to lead Paul in a new direction, the spirit that's trying to teach Paul how to live the exchanged life, the new life, the life that's in Christ. The spirit is trying to teach Paul here what it means to walk with Jesus, what it means to do the things that please God, which we know, right? Like the things that please God are always better than the things that just please ourselves. Like we know that and Paul knows that too. 
But man, so many times that is such a huge struggle, right? It's a huge struggle. And, and to really understand this, this struggle and this battle, I, I want us to take a look back at where we've been in Romans chapter 6. Because Romans chapter 6 really gives us an insight into what's going on with Paul in these verses right here. Romans 6, it, it teaches us that, that Jesus, he, he went to the cross and he died. He sacrificed himself. He was perfect in every way. He was the only one who could save us from our sins. And, and Jesus went to the cross and he died for the sins of the world. But he didn't stay dead. And three days later, he, he rose again and, and he conquered death. He conquered sin. He conquered the grave. And in doing that, you see, Jesus broke the power of sin. He broke the power of sin. And Romans 6 teaches us that for those of us who have been saved by Jesus, who have accepted the gift of his salvation, we are united with him in his death, which means that we have died to sin, that the power that sin once had over us, it no longer has. So we have died to sin, that the power that it has, it, it no longer has. But it doesn't stop there because Romans 6 teaches us that not only were we united with Christ in his death, but we were united with him in his resurrection, Amen. which means that you and I have new life. We have been made into a new creation. We have been given a new nature. Amen. And you see, this new nature is nothing like our old nature because this old nature, the sinful nature, the, the nature that was dominated by evil, you see, it could never please God. The only capacity that the sinful nature has is to sin, is to do evil, to do the things that displease God. The Bible says that before Jesus, we were enemies of God, and that is all because of our sinful nature. We could never please God when we were there. But Jesus saved us from that, and, and he gave us a new nature. He exchanged that nature for a new one, and this new one is not like the old one because this new nature has the capacity to say no to sin has the capacity to say no to the desires of the flesh and yes to God. This new nature allows us to live the life we were made for. It allows us to live the life that, that can bring glory to God. It allows us to love selflessly. It allows us to be patient and kind and self-controlled. Like the way of the new nature is not like the old nature. Now we have the capacity to say no to our sin and yes to God. But that is way easier said than done, right? It's way easier said than done. And, and I want to show you why. This is what it says in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. You see, there is a battle going on. There is a tension going on. And we've all experienced it before as followers of Christ. We've all experienced the, the, the pain of wanting to say no to our sinful desires, but not being able to carry that out. We know what's right and we know what's wrong, but oftentimes we, we choose the wrong thing. And Paul says it in those verses. He said, the willingness is there the willingness to do good is there, but often the actual doing of it is not. And that is where we find our man Paul in these verses today. He's in this battle. He's in this tension. And we all know how hard it can be. So, so how, do we, how do we deal with this? How do we live the exchanged life? 
How do we walk and please God? Well, you see, on the speaking schedule, <laughs> my stuff stopped at verse 20. <laughs> so to really find out the answer to that question, you're going to have to come back next week, and Pastor Rod is going to really, uh, he's really going to speak to you. <laughs> um, Rod's going to bring it. Rod's going to bring it. And, and, and really, though, like, this is a struggle that we all deal with, and we want to know the answer to, right? And so if this is something that you're like, man, I, I got to know this, like, you have permission to read ahead, and you can finish chapter 7 and even go on to chapter 8 because this is really what Paul starts to talk about as we go through Romans, the, the flesh and the spirit and, and how to do this whole thing. And, and, but, but I do want to give you some hope because I don't want you leaving here tonight just upset at me, like, man, I got this battle going on. I'm done for. Like, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want that. So I want to give you some hope that there is an answer to this question. And there is a way to do it. And it's not found in ourselves. It's found in Jesus. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he will guide us. He will guide us in that direction. But if you want to know more next week, Pastor Rod, he's going to get it for you. But, but tonight, for the purposes of our conversation, I, I really want to stay right here in chapter 7, 14 through 20. Because probably more often than we would like to admit, this is where our walk is. It, it's in the middle of this battle and this tension that's going on. And we've often been like Paul, right? We've often been there where we say, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. But I choose the wrong thing. And it's tiring and it's exhausting. And it's kind of a bummer. So tonight, I, I want to I leave our conversation within those parameters and, and talk to you about that. And to do so, I, I want to pivot and, and talk to you about a man named David. King David, you've probably heard of him. He had the name, a man after God's own heart, right? It's a pretty good nickname if you ask me, right? Like that was David. Um, but, but we get to see in, in some of the Psalms that, that David struggled with this too. And, and, and I want to show you that tonight because one of the most underrated things about the Bible is that we're able to open it up and look at it and read the words and the stories of these people and be like, oh, I'm not the only one. Right? Like, how encouraging is that? Just to know, like, we're not the only one that struggled with this or going, going through this stuff, right? So that's what I want to show you in David. And, and, and we're going to read in, in uh, Psalms chapter 73. And, and, and to give you a little background to where um, David is at this point, he, <laughs> he's having a hard time. And he, he's been out, and he's got all these questions. He's upset about all these people doing evil, and their life seems to be going really well. And it's got David hot and bothered, right? Like, he's upset about this. And, and, and so David, he's, he's struggling with this. As, as you read the beginning of 73, and, and David's struggling with this. He's got all these questions. He's upset. And, and then all of a sudden, David realized what was happening. And he realized how sinful and evil he was being. He realized that he was being envious and that he was being judgmental and that he had allowed his pride, the, the stuff of the flesh, to take over. And so David has just, just realized this, and, and, and he comes, and, and this is what he said in, in verse, verse 21. He says, then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and so ignorant. Like, th that's what David is feeling in this moment. Like, it's all just come down on him, right? And here he is confessing what, what, what's going on. Here he is confessing the things that's going on. And, and, and if you just want to take a look at this next, next verse, 
and see the state of David. This had to be one of the lowest moments of his life. This is how he felt about himself in this moment. This is what he says to God. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. I mean, you want to talk about low? You want to talk about being ashamed and, and, and feeling guilty? David says to God, I must have seemed like a senseless animal, like I had no idea what I was doing, like I had lost my mind. And, and that's where David is. And, and it's in this moment where he had to feel the weight of all of that guilt and all of that shame coming down at one point. And everybody in this room has been there before. But let me show you what David does next. He says this, yet I still belong to you. Amen. He says, yeah, I still belong to you. Amen. God, I have messed up. I have been ignorant in foolishness and I acted out of my mind. God, I, I must have seemed like a crazy person to you. But nevertheless, he says, I still belong to you. And you hold my right hand and you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. He goes on and, and, and and now he's just bragging on God. He says, whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but my God remains the strength of my heart and he is mine forever. Amen. In the midst of his struggle, in one of the lowest moments of his life, these are the words of David. Right. Let me ask you something tonight. How easy do those words come out of our mouth when life is good, when life is great, when, when the bills are paid and the marriage is going smooth, the kids are behaving? How easy is it to say, oh, yeah, God, I belong to you? When, when you're making the right decisions and you've been in the word and, and, and you're living the exchanged life and, and, and you're being fruitful and everything seems to be going your way, how easy is it to say, God, you are holding my hand and you're guiding me? How easy is it to say that then? But what about when life gets hard? What about when life gets hard? When, when you get the news of the cancer diagnosis, when, when the bills aren't getting paid, when the marriage is in shambles and the kids are driving you nuts, how easy is it to say, God, I know you have me right now? When, when the flesh and the spirit are, 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 are battling each other inside of you, and you choose the wrong, and you choose your sin, and you choose the desires of your flesh, how easy is it then? When all that you can feel is your guilt and your shame and your struggle, how hard is it to claim the truth that you are a child of God? How hard is it then? But here's David in the lowest moment of his life said, God, I, I must have been like an animal to you, but nevertheless, I belong to you. That isn't a question that David says. That is a proclamation. David said, nevertheless, I belong to you. But I don't know about y'all. When I'm in those moments, I got a lot of questions. Like, God, did I, did I mess up too bad this time? God, did I, did I run too far away? I, I know, God, I promised I wouldn't do it again, but I did. Are, 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 you, are you angry with me? Are you here? God, are, are you still with me? God... I know I've messed up. I'm trying, but are you here? God, how could you ever love someone like me? 
So how do we do what David did in the moments of our struggle, in the low points of our life? How do we proclaim that we still belong to him? That is a question I will answer for you tonight. <laughs> if we can bring uh, Psalm 73 back up, just the, the first two verses in 21 and, and 22. Look what David is doing. He, he, he says, I'm all torn up inside. I was so foolish. I was so ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. What is David focused on right here? The bitterness of his heart. He's focused on the struggle. He's focused on the mistake. Isn't it amazing how sin and shame can cause us to forget who we really are? Isn't it amazing that how sin and shame can cause us to forget what God's love is really like? And here is David saying, man, my heart was bitter. I was all torn up inside. I was foolish. I was ignorant. I was torn up inside. David is focused here on the bitterness of his heart. And, and you see it, I want you to miss this because the confession is important. The repentance is important. We must start with, when we mess up, we must start with repentance. And he is faithful to forgive. But you got to know that you are forgiven and that God is faithful to forgive. Because the longer you stay with your guilt and your shame, the worse you're going to feel about yourself. So here's David. He's focused on his sin. He's focused on his mistake, and it's tearing him up inside. But look what happens next. As David turns his gaze from his sin and his mistake, and he turns to God, he doesn't see rejection. He doesn't find condemnation. He finds love and acceptance and grace. David finds forgiveness, and that forgiveness overwhelms him. And he says, yet... God, I remember that even though I have made mistakes, I still belong to you. And, and notice how, how the verses change. Notice how David, he, he starts to change. He says, he says nothing more about himself, right? He says nothing more about himself. In verse 23, he says, yet I still belong to you. And then he just starts bragging on God. He says, you hold my hand. You guide me with your counsel, and you're leading me to a glorious destiny. And he says, who am I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. No more mention of his mistake. No more mention of, of his shame or his, or his guilt. You see, when he turned to God... He knew that that stuff had been washed away, and he gets swept up in how amazing and wonderful and gracious God really is. My friends, that's what we have to learn to do. In, in the deepest, darkest, loneliest, lowest moments of our life, we have to turn to God. We have to let him remind us of who he is and who we are in light of that. And I know it's hard, and I know it's challenging. But these are the moments where insane growth can take place. These are the moments where our faith will be strengthened. And we too will be able to say, I have messed up. I'm working on this stuff. God, I know you're helping me. And I'm a mess at times. But nevertheless, I still belong to you. Amen. My friends, as a Christian, 
there are often times where we're in that, that position where Paul is, and it's a struggle, and it's a battle, and it's hard. But God promised to never leave us nor forsake us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were his enemy, Christ died for you and I because he loves us. Because he loves us. And just one more thing is, as we come to a close, I want you to see in, in, in David here is the, the dude, he messed up. David messed up. And, and the enemy, he, 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 was, he was tangled up in his sin. He was tangled up in his pride. And David fell down. But David didn't stay there. One of my favorite songs in the world, the chorus says, I might have fallen down, but I just can't stay here. Because this is not my end. Father, draw me near. I might have fallen down, but I just cannot stay here because this is not my end. Father, draw me near. There are some of us in this room right now who have fallen down. We've fallen down, whether it was the sin that so easily entangled us, whether it was circumstances that life threw at us, we feel in a low point. We feel as if we're falling down, but you cannot stay there because that is not your end. That is not your end. Whatever you are going through right now is not the end of you. It's not the end of you. God has a glorious destiny for you. He has a wonderful plan for you. You can't stay there. You can't stay there. And you don't have to get up on your own. You don't have to rely on yourself. You have to do what David did. You have to look to God and be reminded of who he is and who you are in light of that. Because you are loved. You're not too far gone. And you might have fallen down, and that's okay. Everybody in this room has. But you cannot stay there because that is not the end of you. And I know it's hard, but trust in Jesus. Keep your faith. And keep going. Keep going. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is faithful to forgive. And he has a plan for you that he intends to see through to the end. So trust in him. Abide in him. And keep going. Keep going. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love. And thank you for your grace. God, thank you for your goodness and your kindness. And God, thank you for your love that is so unconditional. Father, you loved us while we were still sinners. Christ suffered and died for us while we were still sinners. God, we could never deserve a love like that, but that's who you are. And God, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. God, I pray for everybody in this room right now. I pray for anybody who, who, who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your love. God, I, I ask that you would just Overwhelm them with who you are. That, Father, you would, you would show them your kindness. Your kindness leads us to repentance, God. I pray that you would overwhelm them with who you are. If that is you and you want to know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, please come talk to myself or, or Pastor Greg or, or, or Jeff. We, we would love to talk to you about that. And, God, I, I just pray for all of us in this room, God, that you would teach us what David knew that in the lowest moments, in the most difficult and challenging moments, God, you would teach us after our repentance to turn and look to you, to be reminded of your love. God, I pray for anybody in here who has fallen down and they feel low right now. 
God, give them the grace to keep going. Let them know that they can't stay there, that you have a wonderful and glorious plan for their life. God, we thank you for this evening, and we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.
Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.